0: spooky hey booze welcome to episode nine
1: hi As always.
0: hello we are thrilled to have you guys i'm cindy i'm gabriella i'm andrea and
1: we are haunted, haunted, Manas. haunted Manas.
2: Manas.
1: we try <laughs> Alrighty, I'm so excited for this episode. I have been waiting to record for the longest time. I just want to say we actually based this episode on our dear good friend listener who sent us her story. So this episode's theme is
0: Peru. Shout out to llamas, amazing food, and an amazing country. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, love it. All right, so
1: I'm gonna start us off with the research topic. Are you guys ready? Yes, give I am it it. already. Give it to me, Andrea. Give it to me. Okay. So, um, my research topic is on La Casa Matusita. Ooh. So, La Casa Matusita in Peru is probably the most well-known haunted house there is. Um, it's arguably once like one of the most haunted houses. Most known haunted houses, I should say, in um, Latin culture. Wow. Yes. So uh, the house is actually located in the heart of Lima, um, which is Peru's capital city for those who don't know. And it starts like this. It all begins with a European woman who immigrated to Lima. Her name is Devaspa Parvane. So definitely butcher that. But Devaspa was a per, of Persian descent, and shortly after moving to Lima, she was accused of being a witch. Um, a lot of people saw her using her witchy powers, but she used her powers for good and she used it to heal the sick. But once those rumors began, um the spanish acquisition actually caught wind of her magical abilities and they arrested her and so then they tortured her until she um confessed that she does practice witchcraft so as as custom i guess they burned her at the stake and um it said that her last breath was to curse the spot where she was burned So years later, in that exact same spot, a rich, influential, and pretentious man decided to build a house where she was burned. So he was a cruel man, and he treated his servants poorly. And he treated his servants so bad that they came up with a plan to literally get revenge on him. So one night, this man was having a dinner party with a lot of guests and friends, and the servants took this as an opportunity to spike their drinks basically um but they did spike it with like uh with a hallucinogenic plant um and so once everybody had take taken their drinks the servants left and they were just kind of waiting outside the hall to see what was going on when all of a sudden they hear like really outrageous laughing and then all it turns into screams of agony is what it like it was described as and so the servants are like paranoid with not paranoid the servants are paralyzed with fear and they they don't want to go in and see what's going on but finally everything falls silent in the room and so eventually one of the servants got up the courage to look into the room and all they saw was their master and his guest ripped to
0: limbs all over the floor. What? Wait, wait, yep. wait,
2: wait. Yep. So
0: the main dude, the master uh-huh. of the place Mm-hmm Killed and everyone? They killed each other. Everybody Wait. was dead. Oh my god. Room. Wait, even the master? Yes. Yeah.
1: They all had ripped their arms and legs. Like They, they murdered each other with their bare hands. They went savage. What? But the spiked drinks had made them gone mad and into a murderous rage. So the servants were actually scarred by the scene of what happened and they ran out screaming and horror for sure they had to be put into an asylum and they had never they never recovered from what they saw um so almost a century later a japanese immigrant named mr matsushita moved into the house with his wife and two kids and they used the first floor as a shop to pay their bills obviously and then they lived on the second floor uh, but one day, Mr. Matsushita was coming home um, from doing errands and he finds his wife in bed with another man. Oh! Enraged, oh. he murdered the man and woman and his wife with a knife and then he murdered his two kids. <gasps> and then what? he completed suicide.
2: Oh my God. All on the second floor.
1: Yep. Oh, That's so sad. And the second floor is where... Um, the evil master and friends had actually murdered each other too ah uh, so all of this makes sense. murderous bloodthirsty rage is happening on the second floor of this house <clears throat> right so um years later um I'm not too sure when that when that happened with mr matsushita but the final story and this is known as like the most quote-unquote concrete story just because um it was such a known person so in 1960 Humberto Vil- Vilchez Vera an Argentinian comedian uh decided to stay seven nights on the second floor as a dare so about four hours into his day he had just he get, ran out screaming in horror in in like something was after him. And so he actually had to be hospitalized for almost two years in a psych ward. Um, He didn't talk about it afterwards. So no one knows
0: exactly what happened to him um, while he was in there. So I actually read about his story and a version that I read stated that he was Basically fighting his own demons until the day that he passed away, unfortunately. And it was all related to his visit at this certain location.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. There's a lot of scary stuff that was happening there.
0: Mm-hmm. I know, I felt so bad for him. Yeah.
1: So um, there's a theory that's actually going around about these stories. So the theory surrounding the house was... That the US made up these horror stories because the US Embassy was actually right across the street from the old house. And so it was like a way to keep people out from spying on the US Embassy. Um, obviously it no longer stands there, but um the stories still went on. Um, and then
0: no in one cares about the US Embassy. <laughs> like that's no dumb. <laughs> No, uh, the U.S. <laughs> has a rich, Peru has a rich culture, and they don't need the U.S. Embassy mm-hmm. there present mm-hmm. to up with stories. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay.
1: Retweet, retweet. So in 2016, the house was taken apart and remodeled by the current or, current or, owners. Um, the legend of La Casa de Matusira still stands and is still told by Lima locals to this day fantastic it's very scary stuff
0: Blood so stuff. i i believe that's like the number one ghost story in peru because chris's friend's wife my friend daniela i actually was speaking to her today and i you know casually mentioned that we were going to talk about peru and i asked mm-hmm. her if she or her family has ever heard any paranormal stories in Peru. And she reached out to her parents and her parents automatically related this story. There it is. Yeah. And uh-huh. um, it's like big in Peru. It really is.
1: It really is. Okay. Well, Nana, you can go next with your
2: campfire um, tail. All right. So that's funny that I had no clue that was your research topic, Andrea, because my, my topic is La Casa Matosita, also, you know, from Lima, Peru. So I'm just going to go ahead and start off the story. So <clears throat> it begins with this. The Yellow House is a scary, true ghost story about a haunted house named La Casa Matosita in Lima, Peru. This is the most famous urban legend in Peru. There is a strange bright yellow house in Lima, Peru, that is said to be cursed. The name of the house is La Casa Matusita, and according to legend, a group of people met a grisly end on the second floor of the old building. Many years ago, an old man lived in the yellow house. He had a wife and children and lived with his servants, a butler and a cook. The man occupied the second floor of the yellow house, and his servants lived on the ground floor. The man was ill-tempered and treated his servants very badly and constantly mistreating and insulting them. The servants were filled with hatred for the man and vowed to someday get revenge. They came up with a plan to publicly embarrass their employer. One day, the old man was holding a dinner party when his guests arrived and were seated in the dining room. The servants decided to take their revenge. They had obtained illegal hallucinogenic drugs LSD and put them in the food and they were serving to the man and his guest. Then the servants walked out, quietly locking the dining room door behind them. They retired to the kitchen to await the results of their plan. After about 50 minutes, they heard angry voices and sound of plates smashing. They chuckled to themselves. This was followed by violent yells and blood-curdling screams. The servants began to get worried. After the noises had died down, the butler and cook opened the door of the dining room and were horrified by the gruesome scene they discovered inside. The walls and ceilings were splattered with blood. On the floor lay mangled bodies and body parts. Eyes, hands, internal organs, severed heads. The faces of guests were twisted, masks of hate and terror. Each and every guest at the dinner party, including the old man, had met. A brutal and terrifying end. Driven insane by the hallucinogenic drugs, the guests had murdered each other in the most appalling ways imaginable. The sight of so much savagery caused the servants to lose their minds. Horrified by the massacre they had caused and fearing they would be executed by the law, the servants took their own lives, hanging themselves from the ceilings of the dining room. Oh shit. Yep. Yeah. Ever since then, the yellow house in Peru had a reputation for being haunted. Most people were afraid to go near the place. It is said that the house began to fall to ruin until it was purchased years later by a property developer. Later, a Japanese family moved into the house. They were completely unaware of the history of the old building and of its fearsome reputation. The night they moved in, the husband took a knife and murdered his entire family before killing himself. Wait, the night they moved in? Yeah, the exact night they moved in. After that, the house lay vacant for many years until a local priest was asked to perform an exorcism there. The owners wanted the house to be cleansed so that it could be sold. The priest entered the first floor with no problem. It was when he set foot on the second floor. He had a panic attack that resulted in his death. Another of the best known cases is that of Humberto Vera Vilches from the 1960s. A television host made a bet live on air saying that he would be able to spend seven nights alone inside the house. He managed to stay one night and the next morning he was found lying outside on the pavement. He had lost his mind and had to be confined to a mental asylum. He was never heard from again. It is said that from time to time ghostly screams and yells can be heard coming from La Casa Matusita. Some people have seen even ghostly figures lurking in the second floor windows. Today, the first floor of the yellow house is rented out to a business. The second floor is kept unoccupied and securely locked. According to legend, if a group of people go to stay the night on the second floor of the yellow house, they will go insane during the night and slaughter each other, reenacting the terrible events that happened there years before. So we try to surprise each other, um, you know, by not telling each other what, you know, our story is about. Well, not about like what exactly it is, you know, like we know it's based off the episode topic, but we don't know what exactly it is you know yeah obviously we didn't know that we were gonna do the same story
1: but it just goes to show and solidifies the fact that la casa matucita is very well known and when you google or when you ask around like what peruvian ghost story or paranormal story do you know best it's la casa Matusita, so Still really great stories and really spooky stuff. But that was a really good story,
2: Nana. Thank you. Yay. I love your research. Uncle mm-hmm. topic one. Sunday. You was Sunday. Up. Give it give it to us. Give it to us, sis.
0: Yay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um before that. Um I actually want to go back and say how interesting that so many different cultures went into that house. First, it was the brouhaha from <laughs> Persian descent. Mm-hmm, yeah, she right? was
1: European too. Yeah,
0: yeah, that went into there. And then the Japanese family Yeah, that just, you know, decided to move in. I appreciate that that location had brought in different cultures, Yeah, but still resulted in that unfortunate conclusion of violence and yeah. paranormal activity
1: yeah
0: yeah that's i found that super interesting i thought f- i felt like the next story was going to be like in a dutch family in 2005 <laughs> right and i'm like <laughs> what? but yeah i thought that was i thought that was cool but um peru is actually really well known for their cuisine it's oh. like Michelin yes. star, top three in the world, crazy, good, and crazy unique, and I appreciate that. chicken?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I could go for that right now. With some yuca. Pika pika. Mm-hmm. That
0: green sauce. Mm. That, mm. Yellow that yellow sauce. That yellow sauce, though. Oh,
2: hold up. An Inca cola? Don't oh, get me yeah. started. That's, oh,
0: that's so true. I don't different. even like I don't even like soda, but that Inca Cola hits different. It, really oh, yeah. it really do. Oh, yeah. Really do. Oh, God. Not mm. a big farm animal person, but the llamas are cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Llama. Hell yeah. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, so, Andrea, I know that we mentioned earlier that we have something to share with you in regards to the activity in the house.
1: Your ghost house? Yeah your <laughs> haunted house that it's you... not a
0: haunted ghost house it's just something
1: hold, that happened hold, up, yesterday hold 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 hold, hold. Booze. listen okay. to this Cindy you all know Cindy always tries to convince me that her house is a haunted. It's haunted it's not and then she says that she has an experience she has to tell us about in her haunted house
2: and i agree with andrea because i moved in with her in february and i'm <laughs> some weird shit i can't explain i will say that not too many okay but Enough where I'm like a little
0: spooked. So I actually didn't remember this until Gabriella and I were chilling in her room earlier today. But Chris approached us and was like, hey, um, do you remember what occurred last night in the middle of the night? That loud sound that woke all of us up, basically. And then it hit me. I actually was having another fucking nightmare. I swear to God, I don't have nightmares often, but I had another nightmare and I woke up from it and I heard this sound, like this repeating sound and it was loud. So I was like, Chris, what's that sound? And he was like, you know, like not really super responsive. I didn't feel like, you know, he was all about figuring out what that sound was. So that scared me even even more because I knew I couldn't go back to sleep with that sound repeating. But then, thank God, he got up and then I heard him go downstairs. I, I heard him get a glass of water and I heard him go back upstairs. There was a pause and then I heard that sound disappear. And so, you know, I got comfortable and went back to bed. And not until he actually mentioned it when Gabriela and I were upstairs in her room hanging out did I remember it, right? At some point, I do remember looking at my the time on my phone when he got up to get water and investigate what that sound was. And it was 1.30 in the morning. Mm. Um, if it was 3 a.m., I would fucking freak out and be like, nah, I'm out of here. Witching hour, not about to say. Yeah. But Hell it not. was 1.30. So I remember I was like, oh, I've been asleep for like three hours now. It's super, super late for somehow like it comforted me. Right. Like stupid. But anyway, so when he mentioned that today, I was like, oh, my God, I remember I like woke you up and like, you know, um, I was concerned. I actually just had a nightmare. And he was like, you didn't wake me up. I was already I was already awake. I heard that noise as well. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So, I'm going to uh, play you this noise really quick that we heard. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. No. I have it right here. I that is the item. that I'm going to describe what it was. Okay. I want you to see. You see this? Okay. Okay. This is what I have to do in order for this item to be activated. Okay. You push. What is that? It's loud as shit
1: at night.
2: Oh, you know, it is loud. I hear it from here. When you talk,
1: Cindy, I can hear it briefly, but it's because by itself, the mic doesn't pick it up.
0: Okay, so I'm going to talk over it. This is basically a um, device that you put in your closet, and it is a tie hanger, right? Uh So this device, like, will move all the ties. The ties, the ties around in a circle. That's a tie rotator. It rotates. It rotates the ties. So you select, until you select which one you want. Okay. Okay. So this is super loud. You can hear it from the third floor where Gabriella sleeps. All the way to the first floor. It's actually loud when you are, you know, hearing it in the middle of the night. I mean, obviously I
1: can hear it a little bit because just so you booze know, the the device itself cannot be picked up on the mic as we're recording so we're going to go ahead and post a video of the the device
2: yes a separate on our, video on our photo. social media
1: yeah so you guys can hear it on our social media but the cindy sounds weird when she's talking because she's she has the device on as she's speaking so you can kind of hear like it it's i mean when you're here when you're talking i, I can hear it and it's pretty right. loud so and squeaky do sounding. Do you see?
0: Do you? Yeah, it's like a squeak, right? Yeah. Do you see the buttons right here? Yeah. So I yeah. have to like literally press it for it to go off, and then press it again to go on. Right.
2: It's not a switch. It's not a knob. Like you actually, I, I saw in person. You have to
0: put some pressure on it. You like flip switch. Yeah. Not yeah. Mm-hmm. switch. So
2: basically, that joint turned on in the middle of the night.
0: So that's what turned on in the middle of the night. Super loud. And for some reason I thought like something was stuck on the vent and it was like like a piece of paper or something yeah. was stuck on the vent and it was like exhaling it and then inhaling it, you know, like creating that yeah. friction, that noise, but it wasn't right. that. Um the cat, the cat, uh, he doesn't stay up all night. He usually, you know, like if he's up at let's just say at an early hour, it's more like four in the morning, five in the morning, and that means he's just like sitting on our head, not really like playing with shit, right? was
1: not the type to play with stuff anyway. No,
0: he likes to sleep. He's like his mama. So, this item was at the in the top of the closet room. So, we have an extra room that Chris and I use as closet. Like, it's a spare bedroom, but I created a walk-in closet, and in my walk-in closet, I gave Chris his own closet. <laughs> the actual closet, <laughs> that's what he gets. That's the only thing he gets. But... Um, And that space is where he has his, like, ties, his, like, you know, dinnerware, his nice suits and stuff. And this was located on a shelf in that closet. And there's no, like, there's really no way for Tango to, like, jump up and, like, maybe activate it. Right. Like, you literally would have to press this button just like this. And, and for you it, listeners,
2: for you listeners, on um, the button is on the side. This is like a round object. The top, no, no, it's in the is front. Not, this is the front. Well, yeah, but like if it's it's in the front, I'm Cindy, but it's like it's around. It's round the object. So it could go 360, you know. If it's you, not like the button is below or on top.
1: Yeah, it's, if uh, you mm-hmm. want to see it, just go to our Instagram page.
2: Yes, check us out on our
0: Instagram page, Haunted Hermanas Podcast.
2: Yeah, okay, um
0: okay. Yeah. And so, as you see, like, not only does it, like, you know, turn on, like, when you do this, the light comes on. Right. And the light was on. So, when Chris went into our closet, uh, our walk-in closet room, he went in and actually, like, turned it off. So, he turned off the light and the actual machine. What the heck? Yes. So, again, (sighs) this (laughs) is... Uh, it could be like he moved something in the closet and it like gravity took all day for it to really like maybe he like okay, you, maybe he like you know touched it and like it Cindy. didn't go down all the way and then it took the rest of the day's gravity to go down when it started. You know what I'm saying? You really that trying happened?
1: hard to debunk it. No. And it's you, true. That, you can happen. that You flip that switch lightly and that light came on. you telling me, Chris, wouldn't notice it the second that light came on?
0: Mm. No, of course you would notice. Exactly. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, so, like, let's ghosted. say something that hit it, right? Okay, I'm trying. i take a <laughs> All right. In the middle of the night. It's not really It's not really working. <laughs> That was <laughs> Tango
2: is too soft and light. Like and, and d- in the middle of the night he's he just not jump hit. that high. He just wouldn't.
0: He's not really impressed with the in like the walk-in closet room. No, he's he, not. He's he's not a, he all. only chills in there if I'm like um in there. I do have, yeah, if I'm in there getting ready and he'll like you know wants my attention. Um, because I have a vanity in there and I'll sit down and like do my hair and makeup and he'll like you know try to get my attention. Yeah, but if he, he will never turn to the actual closet in the walk-in closet room, which is Chris's. Yeah, but I told you. But I think maybe you know that's your what ghosts happened. are back. Yep. Yep.
2: No. Will... Yo, ghost. I will say I really appreciate Cindy's debunking process. Part of her instant ins- ins- wow investigation. Because if you go back to episode, oh, fuck. I forgot what episode episode it was. Some episode. It's one of our episodes where we discuss about investigations, you know, paranormal investigations. And one of the processes we discuss about is debunking or trying to debunk, whether it's debunkable or not, you know?
1: I told you your house was haunted. Y'all didn't want to believe me. But I said it. And I stand by it, and I will still continue
2: to say it. (laughs) I've always been on your side, Andrea. That's true.
0: Yep. Let's just not tell mom. (laughs) I don't think so. I do not think this house is haunted, and I think it has positive energy. I was very clear on my expectations. I do not want any spooky nightmares i don't want to hear anything i don't know you're still getting anything. them you're still not. getting
2: spooky nightmares mm.
0: i got it twice twice too many <laughs> no, but this spooky nightmare was like work related i got I, I was like i actually oh, okay. dreamt that i was like murdered by a guest and oh, i think that's, oh, more that's more work related that's more work related stress and yeah, then like obviously sense. and you gotta look and- into that First of all, yeah. you
2: know, you, whenever you have nightmares and dreams, and usually come true, you're like a psychic yeah. in that way. Yeah.
0: Well, um, but anyway, I don't think it's my house. I feel very comfortable here, and yeah, you know. So after Chris like told Gabriella and I about this experience, obviously I knew about it, but I just forgot about it. Um, he was like, "We need to light a candle and we need to do some sa- some sage." Um, oh, I appreciate it. So cute. And we we will do it before we go to bed, but just I don't feel it I don't think so I think this was a coincidence somehow now going back to um last episode where I mentioned that I had a really bad nightmare after watching the conjuring series like Annabelle and Annabelle 2 and all of that I do think that has I do think that was a true experience within my spiritual world not my house
1: yeah if that makes makes sense. sense
2: I get it. You're yeah. really.
0: Your
2: no, boys. I get it. I get it. I'm agreeing with
0: you. Yeah, I feel like I would have had that nightmare regardless if I was at mom and dad's house, where Andrea sleeps or your old apartment or wherever. You know what I mean? True. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that mean.
1: does make sense, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you boos have had any spiritual experiences like the one that Cindy had, let us know. You know, email us, gmail.com. Yeah. Come join us on on our social media, Facebook, Instagram. We're very active on Instagram, Um, You can find a video slash picture of the object that Cindy was showing in our, um, our recording for this episode. If you're curious, might as well hit that follow button while you're at it. And with that, it's Cindy's turn to tell us our listener story.
2: Give me your story. Well, it's not her story.
0: It's our listener's story. It's our Ooh, boo's story.
2: Even better.
0: Yeah, so this boo actually um, gave us the idea to look into Peruvian hauntings. Because she sent us this email back in May. And it goes a little something like this. Hello, haunted hermanas. I must say, I am happy to support my fellow Latina sisters and enjoying seeing the evolution of your brand. Smiley face. As strange as it sounds, I never really realized how many paranormal experiences I had until I began listening to your show. I honestly never thought it would happen to me, but it can't be ignored when you have a paranormal group experience. I was born and raised in Montgomery County, Maryland. Shout out, Moco. Oh, yeah. But my family and I are Peruvian. My parents and brothers moved to Maryland, leaving behind my grandparents and their home in Lima. Although my grandparents moved here around the time I was born, we kept a home in Peru. Every summer for over a month, we would go to our house in Lima with our grandparents, and then my mom or dad would join us later. As joyful and fun as my memories are in Peru... There was one thing that was always off. Our gorgeous home definitely had different souls living in there. As children, our stories was always disregarded. My grandmother used to be very religious and would always tell us we were imagining it. However, the housekeepers all had their own stories as well. My two older brothers and I would always hear the same thing. We shared the large room on the fourth floor and almost every night we would hear footsteps and furnitures moving around in the middle of the night. The quinto piso, as referred to it, which was always empty. And in Spanish, it relates to the fifth floor, by the way. It was constructed as a two-bedroom apartment, but remained as one of our play areas for us and our friends. In the middle of the night, we would vividly hear people moving furniture and walking around. When we would wake up in the morning, everything was out of place. Every night, we were afraid of the noises we heard, knowing it was no... It wasn't from anyone when we would ask my grandmother would tell us it was the housekeepers which they would deny on my last night there one summer I was with my cousin hanging around and some friends in the living room of the Quinto Piso we heard the door slam in the kitchen and we were all startled my friends had heard about the strange things that happened and we all went to check it out one of my friends ended up saying if there is something there give us a sign to which immediately the door slammed again and we all ran away screaming we never came back to that floor and i ended up leaving shortly after we could never explain what truly happened but my cousin and i have talked about it in the about the incident later on that was the last night i was in that house unfortunately my grandmother got very sick and we ended up selling the home around 2012 Even before I was born, my parents and my aunt experienced something very strange in that house as well. On the third floor of the same house in Lima, my grandparents had built a small classroom for local neighborhood toddlers and my brother to play and do activities. One night, my pregnant mother was going to the kitchen to get some water. She heard footsteps and people pushing the desk around in the classroom. My aunt happened to run into my mom and they both yelled thinking thieves had entered the house. As my father and grandpa came running down, all four of them ran to the classroom to see what happened. My father tried to open the door but it was locked. As they tried to open the door, all four of them could hear the steps and screeching of the moving desk and chalkboard. When they finally opened the door, there was nothing and no one there. And the desks all seemed to stay in place. Everyone confused, they then noticed the murals and the maps that were hanging had been torn down. My mother still says she has no idea what it was, but they all heard it and still tell the story. Sadly, my mother had a younger sister who was born with an ill-fated genetic disease and passed away at at age 15. The day after this incident, their sister passed. My mother has told me she believes what everyone heard in that room was my aunt's spirit saying goodbye and playing one last time. The final story for today happened in my mother's home here in Montgomery County. As I mentioned, my grandmother got very sick when I was 16. She had multiple strokes and half her body was paralyzed. As a result, we converted the second floor of my house to an area for her to have her bedroom and living room. It was very sad to see such a strong, loving woman lose control of her body. Being that she was in a delicate state, my mother and family would refrain from telling her anything upsetting. My grandmother had separated from my mother's dad when my mom was a child. One day, we got news that my mother's father had passed in Peru. We were afraid to tell my grandma and decided not to tell her the bad news or bring up my mother's dad. That night, I was watching TV alone when my TV and printer turned off and on. I thought it was strange, but went upstairs to our halls, which strangely smelled like charcoal. The next day, my brother told me that our dog, Buddy, had freaked him out at night. He says Buddy was sleeping on his bed when in the middle of the night he got up as if someone pushed him and he began staring at the door, shaking and whimpering. My brother says he kept petting him and calling his name to calm down, but Buddy looked so afraid and would not stop shaking and staring at the corner. Buddy is now 12 years old and that is the only time something like that had ever happened to him. The next morning, my mom was making my grandma breakfast when my grandmother asked her how her father is doing. I was sitting at the table next to her when my mother, surprised, told her he was fine and traveling with his wife, which she was doing prior to his passing. My grandmother looked at my mom and said to call him. My My mom told my grandma she would call him later. My grandma said... I know something is going on, she said. Your father came here last night and said bye to me. I remember being so scared when I heard that I got chills all over my body and was speechless at the funeral. The wife of my mother's dad told my mom that the last words out of his mouth before he passed was my grandmother's name. Maybe he really did come to say goodbye. I believe people closer to the end of their life are closer to the realm of spirits, as if the veil that separates the world and ours is lighter and people can be more receptive to the paranormal around us. This makes me feel closer to my grandparents, who I call my guardian angels. It makes me further believe that they are definitely paranormal experiences around us always. Erica.
1: Wow that was smiley face a erica
2: story. girl oh
1: i really like that idea that when we're older we're cl- like a little bit more sensitive to the to basically afterlife yeah
2: yeah
1: the afterlife well yeah what she said it was really it was really beautiful i think that makes sense
0: yeah and it's very like nail on the coffin as whatever the saying goes For example, so we have a cousin um, that passed away uh, several years ago from cancer. And I remember hearing um, that she, in her last moments, spoke that she saw um, our great-grandmother and our abuelito, that they were standing nearby her. And that's actually how her sisters knew that she was, like, on her way out, passing. I never Um, knew that. So, yeah, I definitely, like, believe that as you're getting closer to your time, you know, as God is calling you into heaven, that you're able to see um, that spiritual realm. Yeah, you're passing.
2: very thin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also um, reminded me of the time when Data was at the hospital. And I forgot, I think it was Theo Marco that was there with her at the hospital, I'm not sure, but he told mom that Tata was saying that, you know, she saw Olga, and then she was saying, like, I see this person, I see that person, you know, past loved ones in her family.
0: Oh, oh I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. either. Yeah, he
2: oh, got asked you mom, and, uh, or asked Tio Marco, and um, that's when... That's and when everyone, I was just eavesdropping the conversation. I was there listening. So when they said that, it reminded me of Olga. You know what you just said to us, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's definitely a sign. And everyone there in the hospital room, you're like, okay, it's definitely a sign. Like it's right, it's happening. Kind of shit.
0: Jeez, man, that's crazy. um. It sounds like um, her first husband and her had like a strong connection, regardless if they were together or not for him Mm -hmm, to arrive at you know the end of her life after he has shortly passed away um yeah that was an indication that they had a bond whether that was the children that they shared or Mm -hmm. the love that they once shared that there was definitely some sort of bond and connection that that they had which is lovely
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um erica but i appreciate her
0: family trying to like you know save her the hurtful emotions yeah. that she yeah would, and
1: then her being the strong woman that she is she was like tell me up front
2: right now
0: no she yeah, was like nah I call know. him call him right now i know it <laughs> came to my bed last night okay stop playing
2: <laughs> i already know <laughs>
0: not nah, your daddy called me last night i know what's going on <laughs> oh but also shout out to erica Janos from being you know being from montgomery county I yeah, appreciate girl, her. Oh, yeah, thank, you thank you so, so, much. so much. Yeah, You're
2: everything your story it was beautiful. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, I just my condolences, but that was a a little kind of like a beautiful story in a way. So, mm-hmm. thank you again for allowing us to share with everybody.
0: Yeah. So the rest of you booze has to share your personal paranormal stories with us yeah. at podcast at gmail.com. At the time, you can still DM us your stories, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Um, We will accept any and every story. We appreciate it and we love nothing more but reading them to each other and yes. to our listeners. Yes. Our I
2: also would love to mention like, again, we... Are really grateful for you listeners all our boos and if you even send you know an email a dm any message with a personal story whether it's your own personal paranormal story or one that you heard from someone else whatever it may be we really appreciate it we also ask that you you are patient with us and give us some time to respond back or to read your story you know at the same time, we are human beings, just as you guys. And, you know, it's not like we're booze over here and like ghosts, you know, we're not floating around, yet. haunting. <laughs> not yet, but just be patient with us. Of course, we will follow up with you as always. Um, and yeah, we appreciate the love. Thank you.
0: Please feel free to rate and review us. At Apple Podcast, does Spotify have review options? I don't think so. I don't think so because people Ugh. are like, "Oh, I listen to you guys on podcast, but I don't see where we can review." I don't really know. Again, Spotify. I, no, I'm so bad. I don't even have Spotify myself. <laughs>
1: this girl, oh, uh, TikTok, no Spotify. Suck.
0: I know I suck. <laughs> I'm so old, so I'm like, oh, but yeah. Um, wherever you can download us, please rate and review us. If you have any suggestions, email us, DM us. We want to hear from you. We love you so much.
2: Yes. yes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, booze. Yes. Thank you. And thank oh, you again oh, for oh, tuning oh. in. Also, I'm sorry for cutting a drill, but I wanted to mention again, we love artwork. Okay. We, any artwork, give it to us. Oh, anything. True. Yeah. We love it. We love seeing your guys' creations, you know just give it to us whether it's an actual artwork or like it's the audio just give it to us too like yeah we feel love free to, see to send it, what it to us you guys are if up you to you want
1: us to post it let us know if you want us to keep it anonymous we can do that as well yeah um, photos anything
2: it,
1: it might even be a cover art at some point Ooh. if we have your permission but send it to send it all to us all right thank you again so much for listening this was episode nine and we look forward to to having you guys come back and join us for the next episode. And the next, 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 and forever until we're ghosts. Forever. Until we're all booze.
0: Until we're all haunting you. Ooh. Right.
2: All right. Adios. Bye bye, Adios.